Where did you learn discipline in your life? I don't think it's a switch. It's your experience. You're learning and watching other people and learning from mistakes you you, you made. You know, I, I think it's just part of your DNA as you grow up around the environment where you are and how you commit to certain things. People say work ethics. I say your ethics because it doesn't matter. You have your work ethics is coming from your personal ethics. And, and you learn the discipline by really l- making mistakes and learning. And then you figure out, I need to get better in doing this. You know, for example, when I say self-regulate, uh, I remember in, early in my career, you know, when my kids used to be pretty little, they couldn't say anything to me, but I used to be sitting at the dinner table in my phone or checking work. As they grew up a little bit, I started realizing I need to be present for them. So, so then you start learning by mistakes you make without realizing I made those mistakes. Uh, and then you, you know, over time it becomes part of your DNA and you start realizing, you know, I, I, I need, you know, I need to do these things because they are better for me in the long term. Fully agree. I had a similar realization. I've got a five year old daughter a three and a half year old son, and then an, another son that'll be here within, uh, by the 19th. So within like the next two or three weeks. Wow, congrats. <clears throat> yeah. And when I started the business, I started it basically the same month my first child was born. So five years ago, my wife and I, we, we made this agreement. We had no clue what we were agreeing to. <laughs> we made this agreement that I was just going to work like crazy so that, cause I could either go and, and continue being a software developer and continue building, you know, enterprise systems and doing that, or I could go off on this adventure and, risk savings and and do all of this other stuff. And so I said, Let, let's, let's try that. I can always go back to software, right? So we made this agreement that I'm going to have to like work incredibly hard, nights, weekends, all of this stuff. Well, little did we know what we were actually agreeing to because you can agree to something and then in reality and practice, it ruined the relationship for like two years. We had a really rough time. And then I had this big wake-up call when I was, I think I was listening to my daughter in the background while I was on like speakerphone with, with, with somebody in the family. And Somebody asked her like where her where daddy is or something, and she said something along the lines of, "Oh, daddy doesn't spend time with us. He's always at work." And that was the moment. Like I immediately stopped working nights and weekends. I completely changed everything. We started going like camping and spending time together because I'm a very like productive person. So if I'm not at work doing something, I have to be with the family doing something. So that was about almost two, two and a half years ago, maybe. And wow, has my entire family life changed? That aspect of my life changing has even made me better at work because now I've got this great thing going on at home and this great thing going on at work. Yeah. No, listen, I completely agree with you. I think being disciplined in how you use your time and how you are present, you know, most of the time people just so much going on and they have a hard time figuring out where you draw the line. You could be extremely successful at work, very productive, but you also can be present with your family, with your loved ones. I always call it, I I have a philosophy, I call it shattered moments. There are certain things you have to be disciplined to do. For example, you you know, your kids, if you have kids, they're only going to graduate once from high school. They're only going to graduate once or they go higher education multiple times. But there's always that first time or their first birthday so to me, I look at those, I call them shattered moments where uh, you have to do everything within your power to make sure you are present. And then once you do that, actually you are, you have more satisfaction to be more productive when you go back to work. So it's a discipline. It's a learning. We all have our different way of doing it. 
uh, I encourage people always figure out what it is for you and make sure you have that discipline to uh, draw the line. I mean, it sounds cool that you're the CTO at eBay. That's just, I mean, that sounds cool, right? <laughs> but I want to know, like, where did you start and how did you get there? You know, I came to the state uh, back in 1988 uh, to go to school, study computer science. I had no interest um, to uh, to continue living in the States. My point was, I want to get my education, get my computer science and go back. I came from Jordan. And, uh, you know, as I, you know, start living in the state and and met my wife a couple of years after I graduated, sometimes it's very hard. You don't plan things. Just opportunity pops in front of you and you take advantage of those opportunity. And as I continue my education and figure out, wow, there's so much opportunity being in the state, being in Silicon Valley. I've been, you know, the last 30 years, spent my time in Silicon Valley. And and my career started uh, in in um, in software engineering and computer-related uh, roles I played. Uh, it's funny when I tell people about my story. Actually, my first job ever in computer science was in Sacramento Bee newspaper uh, because I went to school in in, in, in in Sacramento area. And then from there, just, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of ambition and I had a lot of uh, interest to grow and learn. Fast forward, the rest is history where, you know, I, I look at where is the opportunity for me and I moved around multiple companies, multiple startups since and ended up, uh, I would say in 2003, joined eBay. eBay was a rocket ship at the time and uh, spent uh, around eight years within eBay. Then from eBay, I went to spend five years at Twitter. Then I thought by that time, okay, five years at Twitter, it was amazing. It's a rocket ship, amazing growth personally and, and, and impact across the world. And I decided, okay, maybe, maybe I slow down. My wife told me you are a workaholic. You, you, there's no way you're going to slow down. Actually, nine months into it, I was extremely bored. And then I started looking back. I said, I want to get back into the, the field. And uh, I had the opportunity to go to different companies. And I decided to rejoin eBay. And uh, it, I'm glad I did. It's been an amazing journey in my second stint at eBay. What's the culture like there? What do you value? You know, it's funny. People ask me, why back to eBay? You have opportunity. You could have gone in many other places. One of the uh, aspects that what draw me back to eBay is the culture. I would summarize the culture of eBay in its core. It's extremely healthy and it's centered around our customers. When you talk to anyone at eBay, the first, always you hear the purpose of the company. And, and, and that's actually drive the culture of eBay. It's centered around customers. We push for a culture of transparency. We are proud of a culture of learning where your people can join the company and learn and move around. So if I would summarize, it's a culture that's centered around customer value, centered around the customers, customer around learning, culture of transparency. You know, of course, like any other company, we have challenges and we have area we have to deal with. It's a big company, but in its core, it's an extremely uh, healthy culture. And it was one of actually the reason what tipped me between other company I was going to join versus eBay. What type of traits do you value? And I'll, I'll give you some context here. People mm -hmm. ask all the time, how can I stand out? How can I grow in my career? A lot of the people that listen to the show, they're, you know, I'm going to go listen to the CTO of eBay and like get tips and advice, you know, from, from them on how to stand out. And so what type of behaviors do you see specifically like in your direct reports or skip level that mm -hmm. they're doing and you see that and you're like, that's good. I like that. There's opportunity there. I can invest some time into that person. Culture is something uh, extremely important for me personally. And it's it's the foundation. It's the foundation of anything you do. Many, 
many CTOs I talk to and many technical folks I talk to, sometimes they're tackling technical challenges through technology. My philosophy is you build the right culture, a lot of good things will follow. There's four areas I always pay a lot of attention to. One, customer. Customer is the center of gravity of everything we do. And as a CTO, my customer could be internal customers or external customers. So to me, uh, make the customer your center of gravity. It will help you make all the right decision for the company. So you always optimize for the customer. The other one is transparency. I always call, if you create a culture of transparency as a byproduct of that, there will be a lot of trust across teams and organization and membership. And it will eradicate a lot of bad behavior or politics across the organization. The third one, ownership. Ownership and a pride of what you do. It doesn't matter if you are a software engineer, if you are a network engineer, if you are a security engineer, have a pride and be the best at what you do. And then the the, the fourth one, it's execution and outcome. Uh, I think it's important to be able to deliver the right outcome for whatever organization you are doing. So usually I look at these four areas uh, to me are, are the four areas I look at as, you know, where I look at the culture we are building. Transparency is one of the most important one. Have you written at all about this? Uh, not necessarily, but I talk about it all the time. Here's the important things about those areas. They are not things you put in the wall. They are not things you just talk about. You have to practice that. So I think uh, your team is going to emulate your behavior and your team is going to take those and try to play them in their own way deeper in the organization. And that's how you build the culture. I always say, you know you build the right culture when people do the right thing when you are not watching it. 